Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm Kristen Holmes, CNN correspondent in for David Chalian. And this is the CNN Political Briefing. We are giving you a special edition today. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, June 3rd. We were somewhat at war. He was trying to make me the heavy and the scapegoat. And I had the truth on my side and remembered it and was willing to tell it. This month marks the 50th anniversary of Watergate, an explosive political scandal that ended up with President Richard Nixon's resignation. We spoke to John Dean, a former Nixon official whose testimony during the Watergate hearings changed everything. Now the question is, will the January 6th committee's hearings have the same effect? So... Some of you may have lived through Watergate, some of you may have learned about it in school, or even heard your parents or grandparents talk about it. There are a number of levels you can describe it on. It is best known today as a bungled burglary and bungled cover-up, but that isn't the story. What it really was was a bungled presidency where Richard Nixon abused his power to do things that presidents shouldn't do. That's John Dean, former counsel to President Nixon. He was the first Nixon administration official to admit he was directly involved with the cover-up. He's an executive producer of CNN's new series premiering this Sunday night called Watergate, Blueprint for a Scandal. One of the things I did and am remembered for is I took it way beyond the burglary to explain to the Senate, for example, during their investigation of it, What was really going on? How could this happen? Why would it happen? And to understand it, you had to understand the Nixon presidency. The year was 1972. Nixon was running for re-election, and the Vietnam War was deeply polarizing for the country. Five people were arrested for breaking into the Democratic National Committee's headquarters at the Washington, D.C. Watergate office building. They were caught wiretapping phones and stealing documents. It took investigative reporting over the span of months from Washington Post reporters Carl Bernstein and Bob Woodward to reveal the truth, that the break-in at the Watergate wasn't just any old burglary. It was tied to President Nixon's committee to re-elect the president, later known as Creep. Nixon's attorney general, John Mitchell, was Creep's campaign director and was very involved in Watergate. He gave Gordon Liddy, a former CIA officer, $250,000 to execute the botched break-in. Now, the White House and Nixon himself denied it publicly. I had no prior knowledge of the Watergate break-in. I neither took part in nor knew about any of the subsequent cover-up activities. But behind the scenes, members of his administration, like his chief of staff, H.R. Haldeman, and John Ehrlichman, were covering it up. As Nixon reflected in his memoir, he thought he could have survived this if it weren't for the tapes or for John Dean. Let me give you my overall first. Uh, Your your judgment, Mr. Ferris, I think think that... uh... Nixon wins re-election in a historic landslide over his opponent, George McGovern. It's remarkable that Watergate was not important during the Nixon campaign in 1972. Nobody paid attention to it. Uh, Nixon would carry the entire country, excepting Massachusetts and the District of Columbia. It, It had no effect on the election. It's not until after 
the burglars are tried. Now, as we'll get into later on, the Watergate scandal and January 6th have some parallels. You heard John Dean say the public didn't care too much about Watergate until the burglars were tried in court. Well, we found out today that former advisor to President Donald Trump, Peter Navarro, was arrested and indicted by a federal grand jury on criminal contempt charges for not cooperating with the committee's investigation. So it's 1973, and the Senate unanimously voted to establish a special committee to look into Watergate, just like the House did last year to create the select committee looking into January 6th. Dean shared with us how things started to go south in the Nixon White House on Watergate. What had happened is that they had decided they would set me up as the fall guy, the scapegoat, to be responsible for the cover-up. And they would do the same with John Mitchell to make him responsible for the break-in. And I wasn't real keen on, on either, actually. I thought everybody should take responsibility. I was trying to warn Nixon when I did have those 37 conversations with him, much of it was to try to find out, one, what did he know? And I realized Haldeman and Ehrlichman had not really been telling him everything I had been telling them. So there was a direct link back to the White House of serious criminal activity. Dean said he saw the writing on the wall in the White House and in an effort to protect himself, his reputation, and to tell the truth about what really happened, he decided to cooperate with the committee. Tens of millions of people tuned in to hear him spend about eight hours reading his 60,000-word testimony to the committee word for word. I began by telling the president that there was a cancer growing on the presidency, and if the cancer was not removed, the president himself would be killed by it. I, also told I did the monotone intentionally not to emphasize or de-emphasize anything, just try to keep the same tone throughout, let, the, let the, the words speak for themselves. So what was the outcome? Well, the committee published its findings in a report in June recommending legislative action to prevent something like this from ever happening again. And about a month later, the Supreme Court ruled unanimously in a separate case that the president must surrender the Oval Office tapes to the special prosecutor. The House was gearing up to impeach Nixon when... To continue to fight through the months ahead for my personal vindication would almost totally absorb the time and attention of both the president and the Congress. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Nixon resigned on August 8, 1974. So what can we learn from Watergate today? Of course, Watergate became famous after Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein of The Washington Post reported the story, fueled by their source, Mark Felt. The reporting has been made into a book and a movie adaptation, All the President's Men. Dean thinks one of the lasting impacts Watergate had on America was how the media covered the presidency. Pre-Watergate, presidents were given the benefit of the doubt. Post-Watergate, they're pretty much assumed guilty until they prove themselves innocent. And the burden's on them to do so. But Dean told us he thinks he dealt with people who had no interest in the truth of Watergate for decades. Why? Because they don't want to see their president tarnished as badly as Nixon was. Same thing has happened with Trump. In fact, it's very hard to look at the Watergate today without looking through the Trump presidency. And the, the series deals with that very effectively. I happen to think that Donald Trump is Richard Nixon on stilts and steroids. He is, he's a man 
with no conscience. I find him dangerous for that reason. Committees, investigations, executive privilege, and of course, the big one, impeachment. It's hard not to hear echoes of Watergate with today's investigation by the January 6th committee. And while we've been bringing you updates and breaking news as it comes, there's more expected to come out when the January 6th committee kicks off its public hearings next week. I think these hearings are going to hopefully be educational. They will not be like the Watergate hearings. The Watergate hearings were a bust when they started. They put on low-level people who just talked about mechanics and what have you, and the networks were ready to shut them down because it was so dull. And then some of the more important witnesses came along, like yours truly. So that is the gist of Watergate. And there is so much more we could have gotten into, which means you'll just have to watch the new docuseries, Watergate Blueprint for a Scandal, premiering this Sunday at 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern on CNN. That's it for today's political briefing. Thank you so much for listening, and please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Mohammed Darwish is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Anna Sterla. We'll be back on Monday.